Hello everyone, hopefully you're having and or had a wonderful day today. If you're new here, my name is Drew and you are listening to Beyond the Garment with me, your boy, Drew Joyner, your John's enthusiast, your New Balance obsessed, whatever you want to call me, content creator from Denver, Colorado. Um, I'm, I'm excited to have you here. This week's episode is a continuation of the interview series that I'm currently conducting on the show. And for this week's guest, I invited another content creator, someone that I feel like I should have had on the podcast long ago because we've been mutuals for quite some time. This week's guest is Dominique Jones. He also goes by the moniker Dapper Dom. That's what his social media ads are online. And Dom has been someone that I've been connected with, like I said, for some time now. His content is in the menswear fashion space, and he delves in a lot of vintage clothing. And I was initially drawn to his creation style. And with a lot of the content creators I invite on, he is someone who I think is doing great justice to the menswear TikTok fashion scene and thought it would be appropriate to have him on the show, talk about his life, talk about his journey in fashion, and everything else that involves being Dapper Dom. So without further ado, if this is your second time listening to the podcast, make sure to give us a five-star review on Spotify or on Apple, and let's get to the live intro. Today's episode features another creator that I've been very much fond of for the last six, seven months. He goes by the moniker Dapper Dom on TikTok, and his name is Dominique Jones. Welcome to the podcast, man. How are you doing? I'm glad to be here. I'm great. It's so nice to finally like eat meat, kind of like meet in person, you know, <laughs> how everyone's yeah, been in person exactly. in the last couple of years. I mean, I wish I could have the podcast in person, but that takes a lot of work. So right now I'm under the shroud of the pandemic, as we were talking about before, under the shroud of Zoom calls. It's I'm I'm feeling blessed that we can have this conversation. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm able to talk and see you. So this is fun for me. Thanks for having me. For sure. For sure. Um, like I said, I've kind of been a fan of your content, Dom, for maybe even more than seven months, probably close to a year now. Or maybe coming close to a year, maybe six, six and a half, seven months. Yeah. And I think in the fashion TikTok space, there's a couple of guys, there's a lot of guys that I respect. And you're definitely one of them. Um, from the way in which you go about creating the content you create, the energy you bring to it, the fun it seems that you have. I definitely wanted to get you on this pod, pick your brain about fashion in general and social media and just have a good time in the process. So thanks for, for, for coming on, man. I appreciate that. And it's likewise, it's very mutual. I always like hearing your voice come across. It's soothing. If I have an autobiography, I want you to narrate it, man. <laughs> I've had a couple of people approach me about that. So that's funny you say that. <laughs> uh, man. Starting off with the questions, man. Let's go back to the beginning. Where are you from? And talk to us about how it was like for you growing up as a kid. So I uh, grew up in the Midwest. I'm from uh, Toledo, Ohio. It's a town like not too far from like the border of Michigan. Uh, you'll see me in like the vintage mud hens hat uh, every now and then. Uh, typical Midwestern suburban upbringing, you know, played sports in high school and stuff. I got, got in the choir and theater, always love like performing and making people laugh. So some of my content, you'll see like that aspect, like creep out when I'm not as serious, uh, you know, make home movies, kid stuff. So <laughs> I grew up in a pretty, pretty nice, you know, area. So it was like, that's good. It's mostly fun outdoors, things like that. Kid stuff. And, and so, like, when you were a kid, did you have siblings? Did you have, like, best friends that you'd roll around with? Or was it, like, what was the group dynamic of your childhood? Yeah, so I, got, I had a little brother. We're five years apart, so we didn't actually get kind of cool until, I guess, when we were older. We had similar interests because he was always, like, the little tagger on. But, yeah, had the crew, like, my whole, pretty much a lot of people in my school lived in our neighborhood. So wherever the bikes were on the front yard, that's where you knew, like, the spot was to be that day. Back before, like cell phones i don't know you grew up with a cell phone i had like a flip sprint in sophomore year high school but yeah i mean i probably i probably got my first cell phone like seventh grade but it was a flip phone and it was you can only call my mom and you know my dad it's <laughs> about it. og yeah i think i don't even know if i had yeah. texting it was yeah for emergencies only one of those and then i got Facts. i got that uh lg envy and that changed my life with like the keyboard inside 
though the keyboard where you can slide it out or or like a it's like a what's it called like a like a wedge design yeah. or whatever it was game come changer. on man game changer i remember those times like it was yesterday and now if you if you put one of those phones in front of me like my thumb would go across so many buttons that i don't even know how i was able to type when i was yeah dude like t9 like i, I think about there's no way like, there's no way. There's no way. It's a testament to how quickly technology changes. And like when you're a kid, like the scooter is the coolest thing ever. But now kids, they're obsessed with the iPads mm-hmm. and, the, and the iPhones and everything like that. It's a total different time for sure. I remember wanting a razor. <laughs> I got like the bootleg razor for, for Christmas, but it was cool. I was still rolling. Hey, you got to make live with what you have. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, You said Ohio, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ohio. So in Ohio, what was going on kind of like when you were growing up? Were there heroes of the day, sports heroes of the day? Like when I think of Ohio, I don't know what I think about when I think about I think about LeBron now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think about that. But back then, I mean, like, was it what were kind of the things that you that would that you would say that made Ohio like uniquely Ohio? growing up it was so funny like you you talk sports and i wasn't like a traditional ohio fan besides like the buckeyes like football team for like the university right but other than that like i grew up watching kobe bryant play basketball so like i was a laker fan and then for football i wanted to be jerome bettis so like i was a steelers fan so i was like all over the place um but it was like my town was kind of like slow and you know quiet so um there wasn't like much going on like now they're kind of building up a lot like i'll go back and see like so much more that's evolved but um it's kind of just like a quiet midwestern town like you see the ohio tiktok jokes like it wasn't that bad like people try to play us uh i mean some of the best people out there like just moved out of ohio for a better opportunity and now they're like on top of the world you know facts no it makes a lot of sense i actually don before you probably don't know my story as well but i actually went to school in the midwest i went to school in wisconsin for two years while I was playing basketball there. And in Wisconsin, there are a lot of kind people. Um, and before I was in Wisconsin, I didn't really didn't really know much about the Midwest. Kind of knew some. My family's from Chicago, but like Chicago is like like the New York City of the Midwest. It, it's a very like it's a hub city, mm-hmm. right? And then you have, you know, you've Wisconsin, you have Ohio, Michigan, and all those states that are in the area. But when I think about those places, because now I'm, I'm from and born and raised in Colorado. When I think about those places, I think about like Ohio, not to be disrespectful, in the same way I think about Kansas. <laughs> in the sense that... <laughs> no chance. <laughs> and this is that, you know, they have, there's like a, there's a culture. There's, there's a like Kansas City barbecue and things like that. That's Kansas City, Missouri. But like, there's things there. But like, a lot of the country kind of overlooks some of these states, right? For sure. Do you feel that way too? Or is it something that where it's like, you know, there's a pride in being from where you're from, or is it more like, I understand why people overlook some of these places. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today. I mean, uh, like you said, you lived there, like there's like a Midwestern charm. I feel like they're probably the most kind and like thoughtful people you ever met. That's just how we're brought up. Like you love your neighbor, like, Hey, what's up? You know, you see people. And uh, I feel like that was like a big part of my whole thing i feel like i'd be so much more cocky if i grew up like somewhere else and like where i'm at now so i think like those like semi-humble like beginnings definitely made a big impact on like my life and like the future so it's it's slept on i mean it's they say what like flyover states are like you don't really come to those areas or one you never really leave but um i like i like it i'm proud to be from ohio i never like hide that fact I feel like you guys have probably have some awesome thrifts, like like not overpicked kind of things. I don't know. Is that true? It's big. I got some friends out here that like do a really good job. Like this uh, Mama Nicole on Instagram. She's like found goods, I think. Uh, don't quote me, but yeah, she does a really good job. Like I'm always like out just trying to find. I don't do as much. I got to have it. You see like clothes behind me. I got to like no, settle down. But it's like one of those things like. <laughs> it's so funny like thrifting was like a like a therapy i like put on some music and i'm just going i don't have the time to do it as much but yeah there's big thrift like uh flea market you know weekend things like that out here too yeah absolutely absolutely makes a lot of sense now i know you from the perspective of tiktok right um and from that perspective like you are 
in your 30s, you have kids, married, but you're also a very stylish dude at that as well, right? Kind of walk us through the journey of, you know, being a kid in Ohio, growing up there to like your style evolution, your interest in fashion. How does that happen? Uh, it was funny. Like I, I always kind of had a thing uh, for fashion. Like I can remember a buddy of mine, Kurt, like we would, we would watch like TRL, you know, 106 and park and stuff like after school. And one day we like went out and got these like velour track suits. Like no one's wearing velour. Everyone was like very preppy, but we were like, yo, let's get these <laughs> velour suits. We were rocking like Fond Dutch D squared, like just random things we'd yeah. see. That was like early forum days. Like, when like kind of the internet kind of to start and pop off um mm. but always like had a knack for clothes and kind of just like rock what i like remember one of being one of like the first guys with uggs uh back in high school people thought i was crazy because you don't see girls <laughs> and i'm like no guys was rocking uggs so and now look yeah, 2023 yeah. like everybody's got them on um and that's, yeah that's once, the like, thing like no, I don't mean to cut you off. No, I am you're so good. sorry. You are so, you are so good. It's so funny. This is how it is with like meetings and work and stuff. So I get it. No, you get your train of thought this off because I was about to start rambling. So that was perfect. No, timing. no, 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 no. I was going to say with the Uggs comment, it's something my, you know, me and my girlfriend, we talk about all the time because like she has the same pair of Uggs she had when she was literally late middle school to now she's 20 something years old. Her feet size didn't change. And she was like, when I was in middle school, there was a period or like high school, I would be picked on for this shoe, like in the area, not picked on, but you know, they just weren't cool. But now when she like, when we go do things, she'll, she'll be like, people will ask her like, oh, like what Uggs are those? And she's like, I've had these for literally 10 plus years. Like they're gray, they're grimy and people want to know about them. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> See, she got the she got the, they might be vintage now, depending on when she got them. They're, they're, uh, they're coming up on it. They might be low key because I mean, they are legitimately 10, eight years old, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't mean to, I mean, I cut you off for that. I don't know if it was worth that, but continue your story about your evolution, your, your style progression. Oh yeah. So yeah, that was like when I was kind of playing around, just seeing things uh, and just be like, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to kind of get the things that I wanted, you know, growing up, my father who started my uh, fashion I guess obsession was funding my wardrobe back then. So shout out to earn. Uh, and then like, I, I kind of left my, like, you know, I said earlier, like acting and stuff, those dreams behind went to business school. And that's where like the moniker Dapper Dom came from. Like that was like my Twitter handle. Cause we were dressing up. Like I was wearing suits and blazers and stuff all the time. So it was kind of a joke, a playoff Dapper Dan, like somebody I thought was like incredible, especially like, uh, you know, black creative and designer. Um, and then, yeah, from there, you know, Dapper Dom took a kind of road of its own. Uh, that was my Instagram. Then it kind of fell off. I kind of started going by my real name. I was like, I have to be an adult now. Like, I'm in the real world. Uh, <laughs> moved, out to Cali moved out to California. Uh, Alicia and I, who's my wife now, um, we've been out there for like 10 years. That's where I had like my first boy. And then that's when like the resurgence of Dapper Dom came along with like TikTok and everything. Very interesting. Very interesting. And you've known your wife for a long time, too, have you not? Or Yeah, I, I want to say we're like... probably like 11 or so. Dang, I hope she's not listening. She'll probably listen to this. 11 plus years or something like that. Like she was 19. I was 20, 21 when we met. Wow. And yeah, I'll be I'll be 33 next month. Wow. How like would you like how would you quantify her style progression? Because I also know that she dabbles in content and you guys both have a, a a vintage curated shop that you guys it seems like you have as well so you guys are both very fashion inclined i know you guys kind of play that up on tiktok a little bit but how would you describe her progression that's a long time to know someone and see them change right i say we've both seen each other's worst you know fashion moments whether they're photographed or not or archived <laughs> in our photos or not but i mean like her style is incredible like I, I know a lot of moms like look up to her even like it's not like she's older you know like a lot of like girls yeah. look up to her too and she's really mm -hmm. got like a good eye for great things it'll be funny she'll send me pictures like when she's out like shopping like you think this will be good and like i might even be reserved and then a couple months later i'll see everybody in them i'm like dang you know she's like she's got it so she's got mm -hmm. the eye and she's like comfortable in herself so she's not out 
you know chasing trends it's like yo if i want this I love that. if i want this denim skirt i'm gonna get it if i want this cardigan i'm gonna get it you know so yeah power couple that's come dope. on that's super dope that's super fire i think that's one of the coolest aspects like about you about your character is that you are so open with you know your fam not necessarily so open but like i think the fact that you show those kind of things it adds a nice touch to what people don't traditionally see in the space because like like when you think of the fashion head you think of this single guy sometimes who only he just cares about clothes he doesn't care about getting girls he doesn't care doesn't care about like socializing i mean if he does it's in the niche community that he's a part mm-hmm. of but like his priorities are set on not what traditional you know male female whatever values are like so it's it's cool to see the fact that you have um it seems like you have a really successful relationship which is fun i'll I'll ask i'll ask some more questions for myself later but um (laughs) now talking about your personal style yeah right now 2023 kind of what buckets would you what buckets would you put your personal style into in 2023 if you could if you had to Oh, man, it's so tough because I feel I think I actually had I kind of had a mind because it would be like a cozy chameleon. Like normally whatever I'm wearing, it's like it's functional and it's comfortable, um, but I have something for like every setting. So, you know, are we going out with the fellas? I got something for that. Are we going, you know, taking the kids to the art museum? I got something for that. I always have something for um, whatever mood I'm kind of in. I dress by mood. Like right now I'm in like a a hockey jersey you know uh and a hat from like a friend so that that's what probably like i think like functionality and um just being comfortable like i just don't have the time to be like uncomfortable wearing like super tight uh stuff all the time i will say my boots though like my boots like is where i'll i'll bite the bullet and like you know feel the pain because fashion is pain at the end of the day but yeah sometimes it can be for (laughs) sure for sure and i'm the same way when it comes to boots or like footwear in general like i will my pain tolerance for my feet because my feet are messed up from from running around always mm-hmm. like when i was a kid so i already have a higher threshold but like when it comes to like tops hats um pants like they can't be they can't be uncomfortable like i just won't choose them yeah. right like if, if it's uncomfortable then why would i reach for them um so that's like a baseline thing and then the chameleon aspect of of what you're talking about it seems like situationally you like to decide based on what event or where where you're going or what the weather is which makes a lot of sense that's what that's what a lot of people do right they they adapt to the situation um and i feel like your style like the items and things you care about you mentioned before we were talking um about jordan page's very advanced and he how he mentioned and featured one of the birkenstocks that you had customized mm-hmm. like Talk to me about that aspect too. Like, are there things and projects you'd like to kind of just delve on or like to dive into um, kind of offshoot kind of projects that you like to do that also you incorporate into your style? Or is that kind of like a one-off thing? Or could you just explain that a little bit? Yeah, so that came about, I had some, like my Burks, I was just, uh, they're kind of at the end of their life or like the middle of their life, you know, they weren't as crispy and like, you know, when you first get them, they're like stiff and whatever. Mine were kind of broken in. Uh, I was big in the vintage. I had like a friend who connected me with a guy with like a rag house in LA. So I spent like hours there, just kind of listening to music. And I stumbled upon this like bunch of random vintage patches, you know? And uh, I had saw something, I think maybe Mule Boys posted um, something like kind of similar. And I was like, I could do that. I can make that. Sometimes I just like to challenge myself. Like, I don't have the right tools, but I can like thug it out, you know? So I got some some fabric glue, my wife's hair dryer, uh, kind of laid them out. And then they kind of took on a life of their own. Like, um, and it was like, like, it's like one of those things. It's like a one of one. So it's like, it's the shoes speak for themselves and it's like a piece of me, you know, I got uh, some Ohio patches, some like random things that I'm into that were on there. Um, ton of people have like made them or like asked me how I made them. So I thought that was really cool. How um, from Jordan reposting or like, you know, a few other people who like wrote about them, like people were able to get their creative side and kind of make something that was unique to them, even though it was like started from the same idea. None of them are the same. Um, and it was just a new twist on Birkenstocks, especially as like their popularity ended up like skyrocketing a year or so later. 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was incredible to see that. And then like what you see subsequently is all of these custom Birkenstocks. And and as you just mentioned, like the popularity of Burks were on the rise. So you saw a lot of collaborated Burks that also had interesting design features. But like I love when creatives and individuals like yourself create an avenue for people to do something DIY, give them that vision and not have to pay for the Stussy Burks or something that's just going to be like exorbitant prices because of resale value. Mm-hmm. So like you went out, it's, it's custom to you. And I think people appreciate that in fashion anyways. Like I'm wearing this work coat right here. And one day I want to like, like stitch on my name onto it somehow. That'd be really fun. Things like that. Like people enjoy those kind of things. So it's so funny. Yeah. Those are like, I don't know what it is about a chain stitch name. It looks so good. One of my so fire. first like vintage pickups in LA, like this is probably five, six years ago was this uh, someone's work jacket. I found that had like, like G Moore, I think was the name. Like my name starts with a D. My last name definitely isn't Moore, but I was like, yeah, this is fly. Like I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, I think find a change to junior. And if you know, I, I'm going to send some stuff out there too. Cause I definitely want to get, uh, I've been working on this, um, this vintage, um, what is it like boy scouts jacket. And I want to mm. put, my, I want to put my name on the front. I think like that's the one thing missing from the chest pocket yeah. is that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that would be that would be really cool. Are, is is the Boy Scout Boy Scout jacket? Is it the red one? The bull? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah those are fire. I I've seen a couple of those in around like the local vintage stores here in Denver too. And a lot, I I was gonna pick up one, but the the sizing was off. But those are crisp, man. Those look really good. It's hard to find one, like, cause it's so. I I like joke about this all the time. Like, I'm I'm not sample size, you know, like have muscles broader shoulders like i'm not a 21 you know 0.5 pit to pit so it's hard to find like thrifted stuff sometimes but i think my mine was the jacket i have was like a scout leader so i got lucky that dad was a little little burly so i got one that fit me you know (laughs) shout out to him shout out to that dad shout shout out pops (laughs) it kind of reminds me also of like something weirdly enough like Bodie would come out with like the way it looks um and that's that's the really cool aspect about it too so they did something i think they did a few different like type of workwear patched up jackets and that's why i like kind of tell people like uh you don't have to afford Bodie. like there are references out there like i could easily make something similar to a few of their things like no no shot at like it's emily it's emily right yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to her like she's a amazing creative but they're like you know college kids you don't have it so don't stretch yourself like you can definitely make something unique to you with like reference to Bodie. so don't feel like you can't just get your hands dirty every now and then i love that i love that speaking of references do you have any style references that you are fond of or you pull from from a brand standpoint or from an individual standpoint oh i would say uh for individual i i I joke about this only some people know like uh his name's thurston howell the third he was like a member of like the low life crew in new york and i was the biggest i wasn't like part of low life like i didn't boost or anything but like i I was obsessed (laughs) with ralph lauren ever since probably like you know eighth grade freshman year of high school like i used to bat Mm -hmm. i used to battle these like preppy kids like yo let's go day for day how long in this month can we go without wearing the same gear so like he's always been like i've i've got one of his books right here like so shout out to him like that's a big reference like the way they style polo back in like the late 80s early 90s was just so fly to me so um yeah that was one um but as far as like influences like music movies my biggest influences now are like just people i see on the day like non-fashion mm. people that you just run across and it's like damn these people got it like alicia mm. alicia and i were like uh out to dinner like with the boys at some market we saw this couple and i'm like dang i want to be there with you in like 40 years you know like I, they probably didn't even care like if they ran into people if they look good it's just like in them and i just want that to be yeah. like a thing so I just love seeing yeah. people. I'll be sneaking pics or like screenshotting things I see uh, and be like, oh, I could recreate that or something like that with my own wardrobe, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love when you find um, a future version of yourself. Like if you're a couple, I love when you see people out and you're like, that that would be fire if that would be us in 30 years. That's a good feeling. But also I like Ralph is a one of America's most iconic designers. So that's a great person to pull from. And it just seems like you're not trying to force it which I think a lot of people 
try to force it a little bit mm-hmm. and that's where it comes off a little bit inauthentic yeah and if you can find that right balance if you're listening or whatever find the proper balance of you know being just being an observer of your environment like one of my favorite artists dom he actually passed away he was this brush pen artist and his name was kim jung ji and he was like a master like this dude like create anything that you'd wanted to do but he didn't have to look at what you'd ask him to create he could just create it off of his memory which is like savant level of wow. artistry and the reason why he was able to do that because i like listened to a lot of his interviews is he said that he was just as a kid and as an adult he's so observant like he won't just look at you know a, a car that stops in front of him at the stop sign or at a stoplight he'll look at the details of the wheels and and the rivets and how the design of those factors like how it plays into the design of the entire image and things like that so um being observant of your environment is is definitely i love i love when people give that answer because it's like it just shows that you're paying attention to what's happening around you and like not on your phone like we were talking about a bit earlier too. yeah that's it <laughs> so you gotta be just keep your keep your eyes peeled there's so much inspiration out there like even even random things like you might see a billboard that has like navy aqua marine and orange you're like yo those those three colors look like fire together let me go whip something up you know it's a simple thing exactly now why did you start posting on tiktok you you kind of walked us through your journey but like you know from dapper dom to dominique jones to the more grown-up version now back to dapper dom like what what's the reason behind you pressing post on your first tiktoks Gotta shout out, you gotta shout out the missus. It was Alicia. So as I said, like uh a designer friend of mine at Guess like connected me with a guy that had a rag house. So he like half manufacturer for like mm. um you know brood or you know those guys in LA gallery department, some of those people, but his upstairs was all vintage clothes. So he's like, yo, if you ever mm. want to come with me, come do your thing. And I ended up leaving my first day with probably like two big like industrial trash bags full of like vintage Russell, like all these earth tones, a bunch of Levi's vintage tees. And I brought them home and like half the stuff didn't fit me. It just looked so good. I was like, I gotta have it, you know? And my wife's like, yo, why don't we sell this stuff? And we were initially going to take the Depop route or like one of those secondhand, but like, you know, you get down to the brass tacks of the fees and all of that. So we're like, why don't we just try to build like an organic, you know, customer base and while instagram was kind of instagramming we were like this is a new way this is like a new tool so started doing that like yo this is how you measure vintage clothes when you're shopping online this is how i'd style this type of tea or let me style some friends and like vintage things uh tags to look out for so use it as like a tool to not only like teach people but a way to like get us out there like yo i'm also down from crew vintage so tap in very cool very cool so so you and your wife kind of went on this crusade a bit to not only educate, but also like you had this excess inventory of clothing and you're like, what better way for to gain audience opportunity to grow and, and, and share and showcase the clothing that you already had. Cause you know, it was good stuff. Like you didn't want to just sell junk to for people. Sure. You wanted people to have some cool stuff. Now, what was the decision behind? Did you guys both have your own accounts? Like why didn't you maybe potentially like, collaborate within every video if, if you know what i mean so it's so funny initially like um it was just like on a whim it was like the pandemic time so it was like you had time on your hand you're kind of working from home um mm. so she's she uh was a nurse at ucla so most of her time was at the hospital but i have like go out mm. in the like the back courtyard and like throw something out but she was the she has the creative eye so her photography is amazing her concepts are amazing i had the eye for mm-hmm. the clothes so that's where we each had like our strong suits so when it came yeah. to like um tiktoks and stuff i'd pull the looks she'd be the model she'd set the framing you know i'd do some other type of thing like within it so we were like very collaborative yeah. on like what we had and then once very cool once we kind of slowed down in the uh you know, the vintage game, like we had our boy, we were kind of moving around. I wasn't able to go thrift as much or like go to the rag house as much. Uh, we kind of just moved into ourselves. And then that's when she started her own um, Alicia Jones. And then that's when like, you know, I continued with just being myself, the personality versus like the vintage historian or like. Right. And now we're here. 
<laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking to Drew Joyner, y'all. <laughs> Facts. No, it makes a lot of sense. And what I, I was doing in the research I was doing, it's funny on Instagram. It looks like she is a bit more. She has a bit of a larger following and a little bit more popular, quote unquote, popular. Um, but on TikTok you have taken the reins in the relationship and you have the larger following. And it seems like your personality on TikTok has really aided you quite nicely in all, one being yourself, but also like it's something that people can tell that you care about clothes. You care about those things. Um, but like, I, I guess where I'm heading with this is um, moving forward in 2022, 2023, uh, last year, 2022, this year, 2023, how do you see Dapper Dom? Like what trajectory do you see yourself taking as a creative in 2023? Do you have more ideas? Is it, is it not as much because obviously the family obligation is getting larger and larger. Talk to me about how you're kind of balancing these thoughts. To be honest, like every day, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's hard. Like I, I give people who are full-time creators, like a round of applause because it's hard to do full-time. So on top of like, you know, I work, you know, a, a tech job, like that's where the bread and butter, that's like how I pay my bills. Uh, it just funds like my passion of like TikToks and clothes and things like for the family. Um, so when it comes to like what I'm thinking for, you know, my TikTok is just like, just to have fun and continue to like be authentic and be myself from time to time. Like I'll, I'll have like funny, you know, TikToks in there that aren't really fashion based and I have to get those out. It's like, sometimes I have to like purge myself of like the funny. Cause it's like, you know, I'm a real person, not just someone pointing at, you know, pictures of, Hey, look at these pants. Hey, these shoes would be great. You know? Um, so yeah, just let people in a little bit more. I think sometimes I take myself a little too serious. So if I can find a way to balance out, like, being serious and informative with like just being a fun, you know, normal person. Um, I think that would be great. And obviously grow and definitely grow, you know, the more I grow, not like numbers are like a big thing, but more opportunities come, you know, the more people I'm able to, I guess, potentially help who are kind of lost out here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it seems like because you have a full-time job too, there's not as much pressure to do anything really. I mean, you could, in, in a moment's notice, if you wanted to, if you care about, you know, retro football games or something like that, or like retro Ohio, some history, I don't even know. You could make content about that at a, at a moment's notice if you really wanted to. Or if like you and your wife, you know, have another business venture and like you want to pursue that as well. Like it's not even in this fashion space. Maybe it's vintage patches instead of clothing or something like that that you, you've curated. You could always go about it in that way too. And I, you know, for as much praise you give to a full-time creator, I also, I think a lot of creators envy the freedom creatively to also be able to, to do whatever you want without having to have pressure associated mm -hmm. with it. Because um, as much as you try to take pressure out of the equation for your creativity, you know, when you have to pay rent or buy food, yeah. there's pressure. It's just real world pressure, right? So there's a, the grass is always greener. For sure. Thing, right? I feel that. Yeah. Now, is there anything, cause you've seen the world before TikTok and so have I, but like a lot of kids now, like, you know, young kids, they view TikTok as just like normal and the progression of social media. Like they've had Instagram, they've had Snapchat, they've had Twitter, they've had maybe um, Vine at some point. Maybe that, maybe that generation is not even <laughs> connected, but like, you now know what TikTok is and you see it in your creator on the platform. Is there anything about the, the platform that you think has harmed fashion or has benefited fashion or kind of just like the how has TikTok affected fashion conversation? What is your opinion on that? I'm very selective with like what I digest or like receive, like, I guess from like a content. So like, you know, I follow you. We follow a lot of like the same people. Uh, and that comes from like, there's just a lot of, I guess I wouldn't say bad, but like misinformation out there. I think that's one thing. Um, mm. Or people who like kind of look down on people who with like, I guess it's not their intention, but they may look down on people for, you know, shopping from certain stores or, you know, suggesting that they do this when maybe they don't have the means or they don't have the resources to do such. Uh, and yeah. I think that can be a thing. Like some people just need, 
I don't know, to look inside or like maybe just like a reality check that everyone's situation isn't the same. Uh, and it comes like mm. even from like our side, I imagine, like people may see the shoe collection you have or the different clothes you wear and like talk yeah. about, oh, that costs this and that. It's like, yeah, I'm just showing what I mm. love. I'm not saying that you yes. need to go out and buy this. Like, just take what I have with a grain of salt, like be inspired by it uh, or, you know, just look at it and keep scrolling. But, um, you know, I think there's just like a big, I guess there's a lot of information out there, but just kind of take with a grain of salt, like what you're bringing in. Cause like, it's not all true. It's, it's opinion based. Like at the end of the day, like besides, I guess people who do like factual breakdowns of like brands and things like that. A lot of it is of our opinion, um, which is just like from things that we've experienced. So definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think if you're younger or older and it's easy to fall into the trap of when you go on TikTok, like, you see product and you want to buy it and you ask where it's from and you always just want to buy, buy, buy or know where it's from. Your your wish list is like ever growing because of TikTok, it seems like. <laughs> and I think for me, like I think you said it perfectly. A lot of times I show the clothing and show the things that I'm a fan of. Um, and even for myself, I know I could do a better job of making sure people know like you don't need these items. Right. And I think a lot of creators sometimes will create videos with the tone of three things you need, five things you need, 25 things you need. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and the word need is so particular because if you tell a 14, 15, 16, 17 year old, you need this, there's a different switch in their mind that goes off because in order to be stylish, I need this. Yes. And that's, it's never the case. It's never the case. That's um, a lot of times more than not, it's, you know, something that you could have and like, yeah. but never in need. Never. Thank need. you. That's, that's, but, oh, my bad. See, look, I, I did it to you. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm passionate done about well. it too. Cause it's like, that's one word that I, I, you might find it in my videos if you go back, but like one word I try, I try to never use is like a need. Cause at the end of the day, you don't like, you need clothes. Cause like, obviously you can't go outside like naked, but you don't need yeah. this stuff. Does it look good? Yes. Uh, if, you know, it's feasible for you, you know, is it worth buying? I think most of the stuff that I try to promote is, but yeah, none of these are yeah. needs. Like I don't ever want people to come on like my page and feel pressured or like that they're not cool or, you know, they're not worthy if they're not having like these things. Cause some of the stuff I post exactly. too, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend, you know, 1500 on something, but if it's like on a sale, yeah, I'm a cop, you know? Facts, facts. If it's 80% off, then obviously the, the, the deal is <laughs> Yeah, right. that Bodie's great if I can get the homie discount, <laughs> you know? <laughs> facts, facts. And it goes the same. Like, I think people with fashion, they they don't look at it as from a community standpoint. Like, I have some, like, Legos behind me. I'm looking at, like, some of the books I own and, and different things that I own. Like, I would never say that you need some Legos. Like, <laughs> like it's it's fun to play with Legos or Lego, whatever you, whatever. Yeah. People get upset by me saying Legos, but Lego. Um, and in fashion, like, of course, you have your basic essentials. You have T-shirts, you have pants, you have a jacket if you live in a cold climate. Yeah. Beyond that, ain't much more that you need. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a novice thing. It's a hobbyist sure. thing, right? So. It's something that um, I've observed over the last couple of years being on TikTok. So. Here's a need for if you're listening, you need fresh draws and, and non-holy socks. Those are two needs from, you know, Dapper Dom Stomp. Those are two things. Spend your money on those facts. and then go from there. Facts, 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 facts. So for you, like you're kind of, you know, you're juggling a lot of things. It seems like um, you're a creative, you're a, a family man, you're also a professional I'm focusing on the creative aspect of what you do. Cause like, that's the part that obviously I know you from the perspective I know you from walk us through what it's like for you to make a video. Like, is it, how do you create an idea or how do you come up with an idea or how are you, how are you creating videos? Uh, so I, I don't know. That's kind of tough. Cause it's like, it changes from time to time. Like uh, last night or yesterday I was like in the middle of work, was taking a little break, hopped on, or hopped on Instagram and saw GQ Sports posted like their Hall of Fame styled athletes. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this would be you know cool to give my take on. But I had like like you said, I had stuff to do. I had to finish my work day. I wanted to, I want to hang out with my kids. Like my wife went off to get a massage. So then after the gym, I was just in the car, threw the phone up, uh, 
And I had already during the day, like took the pictures from online that I wanted to use and talk about. Um, so some of those like take a little bit longer, um, especially when I'm like using pictures, I'm removing backgrounds, kind of setting up like my aesthetic of how I like to post. Uh, but there are other ones where I'll just get an idea in my head, like an outfit will pop in my head. I'm like, yeah, this might make a good fit. Let's just throw it up. Uh, if it does well, it does well. Since you don't really have control over if it's pushed, if it's not, people are going to respond or like it. Like, well, I think once you kind of take the numerical aspect out of it, like it's definitely a lot more fun and less pressure. Uh, but yeah, those are like the two different sides of me. Something like that super in-depth where I'm doing my research, finding pictures, you know, doing the green screen or just like throwing my phone up and I'm like, yo, this is either funny or a good outfit for me. Definitely. And I love like looking at publications like GQ or Vogue too, like because they have, they, they also are constantly like, it's their job to put out opinion pieces, different things that are a bit spicy or a bit like, wait, what did they say? Or, oh yeah, that, that was a good point. Um, and it's kind of like a little cheat code, like a little cheat sheet. If you're a creator, like you should look at some of these places, some of these publications, because they're writing things that maybe don't get the visibility because it's not in the form of video. And what you can do is you can comment or pull from their opinion pieces, kind of combine your opinion with it and then give them credit in the video. So that makes a lot of sense, man. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's definitely, see, I just, I, I left a little gym in there for sure. Like the, the research that's where like, uh, and it's so funny. There are so many people who just don't do it. Like, or like, I don't, I, it's, it's not really the people that are like, yo, ID on this ID on that, but like people who won't even take the time of like a quick Google search. Like a lot of the information is at your fingertips. Like you have a computer in your hand, you know, but yeah, it makes for us, you know, we make great content out of it because we're willing to do the extra work. Absolutely. I think, you know, this is where it comes from, Dom. I think a lot of people are fans or pay attention to things at a glance. Mm -hmm. And that includes me and you like, you know, for when I say I, I watch your videos, I, I do watch your videos and you probably have seen some of my videos, but a lot of times we're all so preoccupied with our own lives that it's hard to like be obsessed or be a true fan of someone mm -hmm. beyond a glance. Yeah, right? yeah. And for, you know, kids or even older people, like they might care about fashion, but they have all the responsibilities that adults have. And there, things are done at a glance yeah, so, i feel that that's really good yeah man well i mean those are kind of the main questions i wanted to ask you in and around content i know that there's when it comes to someone's life there's so many things that you leave out and there's so many things that we could kind of dive into um but i kind of wanted to get more into some of the more personal interests personal life kind of things yeah. and i had mentioned i wanted to kind of dive into relationship stuff more because you know as someone who also is in a relationship and there's hopefully people listening to this in relationships. It seems to me that, you know, you, you and your wife's relationship is just like, you know, kumbaya. You guys sing kumbaya every day in the kitchen. <laughs> I know it's not true. <laughs> Sounds good. But, uh, it's, you know, it seems like a very healthy relationship. And I kind of wanted to ask you, what do you think are not fashion related, but more life related? How do you think maintaining healthy relationships is done in, in today's day and age because that's not easy find somebody with good style so they don't embarrass you no I'm just, I'm just kidding <laughs> I think like my biggest tip like when I talk to like you know younger couples like especially like you know black black guys like communication hands down is like that's super big I don't know growing up like me and my family like you know what up what up you know we didn't really I guess deep dive talk so like I guess as I was older like kind of communicating express myself like may have not been the easiest but like with Alicia I think uh, having those conversations before things that like, kind of bubble up and get out of control really helps uh, kind of keep the peace. And then like, even when things, you know, may be bad or you disagree, like kind of hearing that other person, uh, digesting it, not taking it like it's offense and kind of work through via conversation, like is the biggest thing, like for anybody, I think to like, kind of keep uh, a healthy relationship like you got to communicate you got to kind of know the person you're with you know things that you do that know them vice versa and then like being able to have fun like we do our fit checks like those were th those are like the most fun thing like it's just getting together <laughs> put on some clothes and like you see that for sure but yeah behind the scenes like we might have gotten to it earlier because like <laughs> we're both wearing Letterman's when we came out of our closets and it's like, oh, man, I wanted to rock the Letterman. You got the corduroys. Dang, let me go change, you know. But uh, yeah, it's funny. like have fun. You should definitely have fun with the person you're with and like, you know, talk to them.
Yeah, I, you're so right. I think communication, it seems like you can communicate your way out of any problem if you're willing to not let your emotions get too much involved. And once you get to the root of why someone is upset or bothered or whatever they may be towards you or about a situation, mm-hmm. I mean, communication is like a is one of like the it's like one of the eighth wonders of the For world. Sure. Once you get it down, like you're like, oh, it wasn't even that big of a deal. Like we, we can figure this out much easier. So I definitely I definitely can respect it. I definitely can respect it. Uh, what about becoming a dad? How how has that been becoming a father? Like that's that's got to be something special for you, right? Oh my god! It's like I guess the first thing for sure is that like I uh, I'm tired a lot for sure. I'm not as tired as my wife. Like she's still feeding like our youngest. So you know, props mm-hmm. to her. I'm gonna give her all the shout outs on this. I'm getting all my brownie hey. points, Drew. <laughs> but, as well as well this for you know, but also it's like it's made me a lot less selfish like all of my decisions now just aren't about me you know i've got three people kind of looking out well like you know me and my wife obviously but then like i got the two boys like you know looking out uh for me so i have to always make decisions that keep their best interests like at heart so um i've grown a ton definitely became more responsible and i love seeing like my little guys like yeah we they're they're fitted too you know like i was about to ask you because <laughs> that's what my, my dad did for me so like i'm starting it early yeah. you know which i nice. was old enough to kind of pick his own fits out but he, he got some fire like he had on the the john deere boots the other day yeah, I saw. you know <laughs> so my guy's fly he's he's a fly guy that's for sure for sure and i love i love to see like the the kiddos decked out in some good little fits like that's that's dope to see. Cause like, like you said, your dad started you early. Like he'll appreciate it down the line. Yeah. Yo, I'm t- <laughs> I always joke with Lee, like Leash, like, yo, he's going to have the fire throwback picks. Like, you know, how we all post, like some of us are lucky enough to have like some decent fits from our childhood. Like he could start from, you know, a couple months old. Like, yo, this throwback Thursday is crazy. If kids are doing that, you know, in 20 years. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, at that point, 20 years, TikTok will become, I don't even know, it becomes something, be something else. else. Bing bong. That's going to be the new thing. Bing you never bong. Know. Yeah. Bing bong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Do you have like a favorite part about being uh, about being a dad right now? Or is it like all good? I think one on one time with like the boys is like really fun. Like just having like my oldest is old enough. We'll go out. You know, he can walk beside me. Tell me his opinions. We'll go have dinner or like just like pick his brain. Like there's a lot in there for someone that's only experienced three years of life, you know? So it's cool. To, I feel like, you know, with me and like Alicia working full time, making content and stuff like carving out time to unplug and be with them is super important. Um, but any like first experiences are fun. Like we pick, we pick pumpkins, uh, you know, in October, that was a good time. Their Christmas just passed, like things like that. Those first are always like super fun and being, hundred percent present is like, you know, my favorite part. I don't bring my phone a lot of places, you know, just to like kind of be there, lock in, have those core memories like up here versus like always trying to capture the moment on video or camera, you know? Yeah, to- totally. I totally get that. I think the mistake that a lot of parents make or not mistake, but kind of preference that they make is that they're on their phones a lot or they're like so, you know, infatuated with showing their kids off online. And I think that you guys have struck a, a proper balance. And another creator friend of mine, I don't know if you know her, her name is Lainey Ozark. She just had a daughter and um, she kind of talked about wrestling with the idea of, you know, how much should I show my daughter off or, you know, against her kind of preferences and all those, those kind of things. And I think, you know, obviously you're very proud of your kids and like you want to, you want to show them off. You want, you want them to be seen because you love them and you're proud of them so much. But I think, you know, being present with them is equally, if not more so important than showing them off, right? Because they'll appreciate the fact that you were their dad or their mom and they're with them versus, you know, trying to use them to get likes or clicks or whatever it may be. Which so. is, that's, that's easy fishing. Like the, th- like, I remember like it, like earlier I did videos with crew and then like, once we started to blow up, I just stopped showing them as much. Cause you know, we'll, we'll be out in the town. Someone's like, Hey crew. I'm like, yeah, definitely is done showing him we'll, we'll post pictures like we're not hiding the fact that we have kids but like usually don't show their faces or you know things exactly. like that like once they're older if they want to be online like yo we could do it um and then from an as- uh, aspect of like you know pulling the phone out and stuff like Cruz actually told me like put your phone away and i'm like it crushed me i'm like dang you, know, you were doing something <laughs> hard i wanted to you know look at it later but now i'm like oh, okay phone's down <sighs> man <laughs> 
I love it, man. I love it. You, you're you're one of the my favorite guests from the fact that you give such a different wrinkle to this podcast. Um, in the sense that you know you have the creative aspect of yourself. You're a fashionable guy, family man, and um, it seems like you go about your life, conduct your business in a proper way. Um, it's been it's been a pleasure getting to know you, Dom. And I got one more question for you before I let you go. Spend some more time with the family and all that, but um. I want to thank you again. Um, final question. What are, what would you say are some simple ways that we or the audience can improve their style per the Dominique Jones kind of book of fashion wisdom in 2023? I don't know. I'm going to sound like a dad, but don't care so much about whether things are, you know, cool or trendy. Like you'll never keep up or like find your voice that way. Um, like trying to hop up and just trying to always keep up with like the next thing uh, that's going on think before you buy uh, that's like one thing i'm even focusing on because uh does this item like fit with my wardrobe you know would i wear this once the high of the new pickup wears off like i imagine you get packages all the time there's nothing like opening that box and that feeling but right now i'm looking at stuff i'm like yeah i haven't put those on in months like yeah was that was that <laughs> worth it you know um yes and like yes. this one's this one's like more catered to i guess specific group but i guess it could be great for everyone like find a tailor i promise you they're like mm. the most important especially for those of us that like art sample size like there's nothing like getting your clothes tailored and clothes fitting specifically for your body like my tailor in la was like an older korean lady and uh i was there at least once a month like she was my best friend we got like selfies together in the mirror so a good tailor, a good tailor will change your life, you know. A good tailor will take selfies with you. Yeah, too. come on. She she was fun fact. She was Magic Johnson's tailor. So shout out to shout out to her, man. I miss her. Yo, That's a big boy. She's got, she's got some stories. Yeah, I'm, that. I'm telling you. No, I'm so glad to be on. Like this was this is better than I imagined. So hopefully, you know, we got some good stuff out of here because it's great. It's oh, like man. talking to someone I knew, but I didn't know, you know. All right. I mean, that's that's kind of how it goes with the Internet. You get to know someone's cadence a little bit and um, you can ask some questions that would be much easier without the Internet. So I'm I feel blessed to be able to get to know you a little bit more. And I think we've talked about this before. Hopefully our paths cross. You know, if I come out to California or, or if I'm in New York and you're in New York or wherever we'll be, um, hopefully they pass. But um, it was it was great to get to know you. Man, well, man, sure. The pleasure was all mine. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Drew. And the, what do you call it? You call your people the joiners? You got a you got a name for them, Drew and the Joiners, you know, because they join the they, they join the pod. The pod. No, I, I don't have a name for them, honestly. <laughs> no, but it's all good for now. Like I, I appreciate it so much. So thank you for your time too, because it's valuable, man. What you're doing is great. Thanks for giving people a voice. Absolutely.